Thank you. It's lovely to see lots of new faces and lots of familiar faces. Hopefully you will find your way through the service okay. It doesn't matter if you stand up when other people sit down or sit down when other people stand up. It doesn't matter if you sing, if you don't sing. We just want you to be able to relax and enjoy the time of fellowship and worship together this morning. Our call to worship this morning is from Romans 12, the first couple of verses, but I'm reading it in the message paraphrase, so it may be slightly less familiar than some people are expecting. The Apostle says, So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what God wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Our first hymn of worship this morning is number two in the purple hymn book, We Cannot Own the Sunlit Sky. The words will also appear on the screen, and if you're able and there's enough space to do so, Uh, I invite you to stand as we sing.
going to pray now. And in these prayers, there will be some time of quiet to bring to God in the silence our own thoughts and prayers as prompted. And then at the close of that prayer, we invite everybody to join in in saying the Lord's Prayer in whichever language is most natural for you and whichever form you are comfortable with. If you don't know the prayer, don't worry, there will be a version on the screen that you can follow along. So let's pray together. We cannot own the sunlit sky, nor any part of your creation, O God. But you have given us the gift of life to enjoy all that you have made. And entrusted to us the safekeeping of this beautiful, fragile planet. So in these moments, we name in our hearts some of the everyday blessings for which we are grateful. When children have no bread but tears, or war horns sound their warning, we're reminded, O oh God, of our active or passive complicity in societal sinfulness and our deep need of your forgiving, redemptive love. So in these moments, we name in our hearts any actions or any omissions that we now regret. God, you call us to join in creating a future free from want or fear, a new creation where all may enjoy abundant life. That that dream may become a reality, we join our prayers with those of your people in all times and places, as we share in the words Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father... Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory.
Our first reading this morning is from Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, my soul, and all my being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and do not forget how kind he is. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He keeps me from the grave and blesses me with love and mercy. He fills my life with good things so that I stay strong and young like an eagle. The Lord judges in favor of the oppressed and gives them their rights. He revealed his plans to Moses and let the people of Israel see his mighty deeds. The Lord is merciful and loving, slow to become anger and full of constant love. He does not keep on rebuking. He is not angry forever. He does not punish us as we deserve or repay us according to our sins and wrongs. As high as the sky is above the earth, so great is his love for those who honor him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our sins from us. As a father is kind to his children, so the Lord is kind to those who honor him. Praise the Lord, all his creatures, in all the places he rules. Praise the Lord, my soul. And then from the second chapter of the Gospel according to Mark. Jesus went back again to the shore of Lake Galilee. A crowd came to him and he started teaching them. As he walked along, he saw a tax collector, Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting in his office. Jesus said to him, follow me. Levi got up and followed him. Later on, Jesus was having a meal in Levi's house. A large number of tax collectors and other outcasts called sinners were following Jesus, and many of them joined him and the disciples at the table. Some teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw that Jesus was eating with the outcasts, or sinners, and the tax collectors. And so they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with such people as this? Jesus heard them and he answered, People who are well do not need a doctor, but only those who are sick. I haven't come to call respectable people, but to call the outcasts the sinners. Thank you. 
I'm not sure how uh, liturgical people are who are here today, especially amongst our visitors. But we are on the first Sunday of the largest chunk of what is sometimes referred to as ordinary time. That part of the church year in which there aren't any special festivals. And most of it starts between Trinity Sunday, which was last week, and continues on to Christ the King Sunday, which is at the end of November, a period of around six months. A substantial part of that, then, coincides with the long summer recess for schools and colleges and parliaments. I checked that both the parliaments that affect us are having a long break over the summer. It's indirectly a throwback to a more agricultural time in the summer months when people would have been busily occupied in the fields and the orchards, a time of harvesting and preparing ready for the long, dark winter ahead. But perhaps also the term ordinary time is a helpful reminder of the reality that most of the time our lives are in fact very ordinary. That we simply go about day to day doing what we do. And that most of the time, each new day is just another ordinary day. And so perhaps it's good to recognise that even in the ordinariness, the run of the millness, God is present and active. That's certainly how it was for a man called Levi ben Alphaeus, employed by the Roman government to collect taxes, and whose story we read very briefly in the Gospel of Mark. But if he could speak... I wonder how he might tell the story. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being, praise God's holy name. It was just an ordinary day. I got up, I had my breakfast, and I headed off on the familiar route to work. And I sang to myself as I walked along, because I quite like singing. I sang one of the psalms of our ancestor David. I like David's psalms. They seem to resonate with me. He got it pretty much wrong pretty big time sometimes. You know, that adultery and the murder and the lying and the cheating. And yet, despite it all, he clung on to his faith in God. And God never gave up on him. Praise the Lord who forgives all your sins, who redeems you from the pit, who crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires. I reached the office. I unlocked. I took out the ledger and the stylus and I waited for the people to start arriving. What was it that I really desired, I thought, as I waited there. What would really bring me fulfilment and happiness? Not wealth or possessions for sure, because I already had those. Maybe it was love or acceptance, hope. They started to arrive. The wealthy merchants in their ornamented robes the fishermen who reeked of their latest catch. 
the farmers whose hands were still grubby from their labours, young and old, rich and poor, all kinds of people, they came, they paid their dues, I wrote it down, and they left. Sometimes it was busy, other times it was quiet, but it was just an ordinary day. The Lord works justice and righteousness for all the oppressed, is compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love. It's a really strange job, you know, being employed by an occupying power. Some people accuse me of collusion or collaboration with an oppressor. But I actually do my best to try and get it right, to be fair. Not to overcharge. I don't take bribes. It's really difficult, though, in this ordinary, everyday life that I live, to live out what it is I sing to myself in the Psalms. To put into practice what I hear the rabbis teach us from the scriptures. I looked up to see who was next in the queue. This man had an unusual air of calm about him. And as his eyes met mine, it was as if he could see right inside of me. Not in a scary, spooky kind of way, but as if somehow he understood me as nobody had ever understood me before. I felt I was accepted. He smiled. And you couldn't exactly miss his northern accent as he spoke. Come with me. And I did. I closed the books. I put away Caesar's money. And I stepped out into the daylight, blinking like a newborn. And I walked. No, I skipped away from my ordinary life. High as the heavens is God's love, as far as the east is from the west are our sins, our transgressions removed. I invited him and his friends round for dinner, and you know what they accepted? And I invited some of my friends too, some of the other tax gatherers, and uh, some of the women that worked on the corner of the street, and some of the people who perhaps weren't quite so, well, kosher, you know, like shepherds and, and people whose lives kind of got in the way of the religious stuff. Sinners is what they call them. People who don't tick all the boxes of a nice, polite society. People sometimes who've messed up or fallen short. People who haven't had the opportunities that I've had. People on the edge. Ordinary people, people like me. And I'll tell you what, it was fun. It was fantastic. There was singing and there was laughter. There was conversation and a little bit of dancing. It was wonderful. Men and women, all together, in a joyous, messy 
wonderful celebration of life. And then was a knock at the door. The fun police had arrived. The po-faced, holier than thou, too good to be true, righteous, boring, religious authorities had showed up. They looked in the door. They saw some of his friends and they said, "Um, excuse me, just what does he think he is doing eating with that kind of people? And there it was. That same look, attentive and piercing. That same voice, that same accent, that same assurance and gentleness and challenge all rolled into one. I didn't come for you, I came for these. The ones who you refer to as sinners, as outcasts. As a father has compassion on all his children, so God is compassionate to all who honour God, knowing our frailty and finitude, never forgetting our limitations. It was just an ordinary day. And there'd always be ordinary days. There'd always be dull days and boring days and days when I struggled to get it right and days when I didn't understand what was going on and days when I felt like giving up. But now, somehow, it was different. A new normal, as the saying goes a new way of thinking and being in my ordinary, everyday, going to work, getting up, walking around life. Praise the Lord, all his works. Praise the Lord, O my soul. So let us build a house where love can dwell, where all are welcome, outcasts and sinners and even po-faced religious righteous people. We stand if we're able as we sing together.
Let us pray. How can we praise you in life's ordinary moments, bus, car or train, pedestrian moments, at home and employment with all those distractions? How can we praise you? How can we praise you when time is so precious, appointments and targets distracting our focus, muddying waters, made clean for your purpose? How can we praise you? How can we praise you through all of our actions? A smile and a greeting, a shoulder to lean on, a word in life season, love and compassion in all situations. Amen. Let's pray together. Every good gift that we enjoy comes from you, gracious and loving God. And we have chosen to bring these gifts, and also the gifts made through direct bank transfer, to offer them into the service of Christ, to help us to tell the story of your love for all people here in this place, and throughout the world. So accept them, and accept with them us. For all we offer, we offer in the name of Christ. Amen. We will be moving very shortly into the communion part of our service, but to help us to prepare our minds for that point, we're going to sing from Common Ground, number 107, the Sanctus and Benedictus, so you'll be relieved to know, I think it is in English, Um, and we'll remain seated, I think, as we do so. Thanks, Paul.
I think pretty much everybody is seated at a, ta seated at a table, but if you're not, um, you might like to move to a table because there are no walking around servers today. So it's uh, quite important to be at a table for the communion sharing. This is a communion liturgy that was written by somebody um, who's part of an organisation called Safe Space, Telford. I don't know much about them, but I like their name. I think Safe Space is a good name for an organisation who produce bits of liturgy. And something very similar to what we're going to do was done at the Baptist Assembly in England. I was at a couple of weeks ago. We actually um, did half of the liturgy and then were sent outside with our picnics out to share our picnics and then complete the liturgy sitting on the grass. Now, we couldn't quite run to all of that, but we're going to sit around the tables. Um, there are some bits to join in with, and on each table there is one copy of the words for the sharing part. Um, the words will appear on the screen, but if people prefer something in their hand that they can read, then um, do use that. And when we get to the appropriate points within it, you will be invited to share the bread and the wine around your table. So you have to fight amongst yourself for who gets to break the bread. And don't be shy. We brought a lot of bread rolls. We don't want you taking half an atom of bread or half a molecule of bread. Have a decent chew on the bread as you think about what it is that we're remembering and celebrating. This sharing of bread and wine, communion, is an integral part of our lives together, as it was for the disciples' lives with Jesus. It's part of the story of the sharing our lives with each other and of opening our lives to the presence of God, to the turning to God and his ways that we're called to do each day. The journey of our lives is one of intense variety, of excitement, of activity, of resting, of highs and lows, of joys and sadness, of conflict and of reconciliation. It is a journey of real people living real lives, following the calling of a real God. It has been a journey that we have made and we will go on making. In the message paraphrase of Romans 12, Paul says these words. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Walking, running, eating, drinking, sharing, giving, listening, talking, learning, teaching, encouraging, challenging, <coughs> shouting, screaming, holding on, letting go, fighting, healing, laughing, grieving, waiting, acting, being, doing, breaking, mending, <coughs> living, Dying. All of me. As we come to celebrate the offering of Christ for us, we too, as Paul says, bring our everyday, ordinary lives, 
our sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around lives. And we place them before God as an offering. So welcome. The door is open. The table has room. The food is plentiful. The company is warm. The shelter is total. Welcome. There are no special places. There is no head of the table. There are no VIPs. There are no servants. There are no exceptions. Welcome. The entrance is free. The invitation is open. The hand is extended. There is no time limit. And the time is now. Welcome. The meal is served. We can eat and drink. The meal is served. We can rest, relax and listen. We can be ourselves. Be one with each other. Be one with God. Around 2,000 years ago, Christ welcomed his followers to the table. He washed them as a servant washes important visitors. He fed them as parents feed their children. He laughed with them as friends laughed together. He blessed them as a host blesses guests. He loved them as God loves all creation. And we too are welcome at this table to be served, washed, fed, laughed with, blessed and loved. Whether we deserve it or not, whether we think we deserve it or not, because we Every one of us are welcomed here by Christ himself. So let's give thanks. God of our ordinary, everyday lives, we give you thanks for the basics of food and drink for our bodies. God, who sometimes transforms the ordinary, making it special. We thank you for this bread and for this wine and all that they mean to us. As we share, as we remember, we are grateful. Amen. Around 2,000 years ago, at a meal with his followers, Jesus used bread as a sign of his body. 
he told them, This is my body. When it is broken and shared, it is broken and shared for you. So take this bread. In it, God comes to us so that we may come to God. And when we come together, we say these words. In this bread, God comes to us so that we may come to God. We share bread together around the tables. Around 2,000 years ago, at the end of a meal with his followers, just before Jesus was arrested and put to death, he picked up some wine and told them, this wine is a symbol, a picture of the new relationship with God that will be able to happen when I die. So drink the wine Remember his death and be glad, because in it God comes to us, so that we may come to God. And when you come together, say these words. In this wine, God comes to us, so that we may come to God. We share the wine around our tables, drinking when we're ready. say together. Thank you God for this bread, for this wine, for your love, for your presence and for one another. Our closing hymn is one of those that gives you a bit of an exercise on your foreign languages and I think I've got it on the screen with the Siahamba version first and then the English version Second, because I'm just mean like that. We are marching in the light of God. So if you're able to stand up for that one, that would be great. If you don't or you don't want to, that's also fine. And we'll just give it a bit of laldi as we celebrate the fact that we are with God in our everyday lives. Thanks, Paul. Yeah.
surprises us sometimes when you make the ordinary special. Please travel with us in our ordinary, everyday lives, blessing us with the assurance and reassurance that you are with us always to the end of the age. (laughs) 